Welcome to the Mindset for Life podcast. This is Bethany, your coach from drbcoach.com, coaching with power, purpose, and practical tools to help you show up with confidence. Welcome to the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm very happy to speak with you today about the subject of gratitude. I've spoken to a lot of people who believe they should feel grateful, but they're not always grateful. I'm not always grateful, and perhaps none of us is automatically always grateful. It's something that we have to cultivate at times. Many of these folks I've spoken to about gratitude confess that they feel guilty when they're not grateful and they believe that they should be. For example, have you ever had a difficult situation in your life and inwardly maybe felt like, I should be grateful for this challenge, something good is going to come from it, but you really just don't? It's probably a common thing to experience. Today, I'm going to share some research about gratitude with you, kind of the why it's important. I'm also going to share a little bit about the how to do it how to become grateful or practice gratitude, especially if it's not natural or doesn't seem appropriate to you in a given situation. And then we'll cover the what ifs. What if we flip some thinking and practice gratitude when we don't really otherwise feel grateful? So the first thing about this is all the what. So gratitude itself is, of course, appreciation. If we took the ideas of abundance, prosperity, having enough, having excitement, that things are going well, things are growing, everything's going in the right direction. And in the opposite side of this pole, if we put closed off, no possibilities, things are shutting down, opportunities are getting smaller and smaller, that would be kind of the difference between gratitude and criticism. Criticism is usually a perception of total lack, and gratitude is a perception of abundance and appreciation. So some people believe that becoming an adult means that we shift from the lofty thinking of gratitude into a more realistic perspective, and that complaining is sort of just a normal part of being an adult. Now, I don't know about you, but I know a lot of adults who focus a huge amount of their energy on complaining and criticizing. They honestly don't believe they're doing it. It's sort of their their thought pattern. So maybe they're just looking for the flaws in things, and our brains are so amazing. They can detect flaws in anything, right? So the more we do it, the better we get at it. And then we always have an energetic story to tell. Because the complaint and criticism comes with its own sort of energy and it grows and it has a life of its own. So it's very attractive and it also makes us feel at times that we have something to talk about. So we might believe that complaining and criticizing is this adult thing. We all do it. And then people come and listen to us to hear our latest adventure or story when really criticism and complaint drowns out gratitude. So a focus on gratitude shifts the entire perspective to what is going right, what went well, and if one embraces this idea of gratitude, we really do actually have to let go of the criticism or complaint that might easily be the other half of the story, and we have to choose. And for some of us, we have to choose it again and again and again, because it just may never come naturally. So what is gratitude? Gratitude is often associated with religious belief, 
and philosophy like virtue. Gratitude is a way that we manifest health, happiness, wholeness, well-being. And when we are thinking about things on, on the side of gratitude, we're also focused on abundance, what's going right, and future possibilities. There are some wonderful things mentioned in a research report, Emmons at University of California, Davis, and also McCulloch from University of Miami. The research report is called Highlights from the Research Project on Gratitude and Thankfulness, Dimensions and Perspectives of, Perspectives of Gratitude. So in this research report, they're sharing the different aspects of gratitude they are studying. So some of those things include gratitude and its effects on psychological well-being. For example, in an experimental comparison, those who kept gratitude journals on a weekly basis, exercised more regularly, reported fewer physical symptoms, felt better about their lives as a whole, and were more optimistic about the upcoming week compared to those who recorded hassles of or neutral life events. Here's another one they share. Another benefit observed was in the realm of personal goal attainment. Participants who kept gratitude lists were more likely to have made progress towards important personal goals, such as academic, interpersonal, and health-based goals, over a two-month period compared to subjects in the other experimental conditions. Third, we've got participants in a daily gratitude condition were more likely to report having helped someone with a personal problem or having offered emotional support to another relative to the hassles or social comparison condition. So what all this means is that when people are focused on gratitude and in the habit of expressing gratitude, whether they're writing it in journals or thinking about it or whatever that practice is going to be, it leads to better self-care and more connection with other people. Here's another one. In a sample of adults with neuromuscular disease, a 21-day gratitude intervention resulted in greater amounts of high-energy positive moods, a greater sense of feeling connected to other people, more optimistic ratings of one's life, and better sleep duration and sleep quality relative to a control group. So in this one, we're seeing that folks who are exercising gratitude actually feel better. They feel more connected to other people. They're more optimistic, and they're having better sleep at night. Who wouldn't want that, right? I don't know about you, but that's definitely a plus in my book. Okay, here's another one. Children who practice grateful thinking have more positive attitudes towards school and their family. Now, that's good because right now it can, it can really vary, right, whether kids want to be in school or not. And once you want to be there, well, then you might be ready to learn. But it can be difficult to be open to learning if you really don't want to be in school. So gratitude's a good thing to promote a positive attitude there. Here's another one. Most people report being grateful on an average rating of nearly six on a seven-point scale. Did you know that about yourself? Are you one of those average people <laughs> that's, that's grateful on a, on a seven-point sale at, at a six level? That's pretty high, actually. Um, pro-sociality, which means we're sort of inclined to be with other people, right? Or want to be with other people. So in this study, we've got people with a strong disposition toward gratitude have the capacity to be empathetic and to take the perspective of others. They are rated as more generous and more helpful by people in their social networks. That's a good thing. Their study mentions that those who regularly attend religious services and engage in religious activities like prayer, reading religious materials, 
they're more likely to be grateful. And grateful people are more likely to acknowledge a belief in the interconnectedness of all life and a commitment to and responsibility to other people. Gratitude doesn't require religious faith, but studies have shown that faith enhances the ability to be grateful. And then lastly, grateful individuals place less importance on material goods. They are less likely to judge their own and others' success in terms of the stuff they own. (laughs) They are less jealous of other people and are more likely to share their possessions with others relative to less grateful people. So there's a few facts for you from the research about gratitude. Can we measure how grateful you are or can we measure a disposition of being grateful? Really, they're looking at four main areas that indicate your level of gratitude. One is your sense of overall well-being. So if you have a grateful disposition, your well-being is going to be more prone to feeling like you're satisfied with your life. Um, You're going to be feeling vitality, optimism, less depression and stress. And your disposition toward gratitude also enhances pleasant feeling states more than it diminishes unpleasant emotions. So it's going to raise those happy feelings and positive feelings a lot more. It's not necessarily going to remove unpleasant feelings. Grateful people do not deny or ignore the negative aspects of life. We all know you can't be happy all the time. It would be unrealistic to expect to be happy all the time. And no one wants you to fake it and just pretend to be happy all the time. That would be not really authentic, but considering gratitude can shift our thinking and change our mindset and move us in a direction that's more likely to benefit us and help us to grow and endure and be more resilient. So that's a good thing. So well-being is one of the areas in which we measure grateful dispositions. Another one is pro-sociality. So it makes us want to be connected to other people, more generous, more helpful to others, and more able to take on others' perspectives. Third, this area of the grateful disposition is spirituality. So if we regularly attend religious services, engage in religious activities, read religious books, scriptures, and so forth, we're more likely to be grateful people. And grateful people are more likely to acknowledge a belief in interconnectedness of all life and a commitment to other people and a responsibility to other people. In fact, a friend of mine was doing some research recently on similarities between various religious faiths, and that was one of the things that stood out to her was all these different faiths had some kind of commitment to other people, to charity, to generosity, and that really is quite a bit related to gratitude. Now, in this research, it does say that gratitude does not require religious faith but faith does enhance your ability to be grateful. And then the last of the four areas they're looking at to measure a grateful disposition is materialism. So apparently grateful individuals, probably connected to that previous mention about charity and giving, they place less importance on material things. Grateful people are less likely to judge their own success in terms of the stuff they have, the possessions they have accumulated. They're also less envious of other people and their things, and they're more likely to share what they have with others relative to less grateful people. So those four areas are worth thinking about if you're kind of looking at yourself and thinking, well, how am I doing on my gratitude? Well-being, 
pro-sociality, spirituality, and materialism. Now let's go on to the how. How do we either practice more gratitude or cultivate it if we're not feeling it and we really want to try to do it more? So in thinking about the steps to practice greater happiness or gratitude, cultivating gratitude as an element of life, think about a time when someone expressed gratitude to you for something you did or simply for who you were. Think about a situation where this happened. What kind of thing was this person thanking you for? What were the circumstances in which the gratitude was expressed? How did you experience receiving the gratitude? How did it make you feel? How did you see the other person when they were being grateful? And how did you see yourself? Think about that as we're going into a few steps on how to practice gratitude. So the first step I'll share with you today is about telling a story in your brain. So when you have an experience and you have the choice to see it as a bonus or a positive thing or see it for its lack or what it's wrecking for you, how it's ruining something, um, we have a choice. We all have a choice to tell a story about the event, the person, the circumstance, or whatever's going on. So the first step would be to tell the story in a way that frames the positivity of the situation or the benefit of the situation. And I'm not suggesting that we be fake here and pretend that it's helpful when really something might be really difficult. Um, I acknowledge that that can be a super big challenge. But earlier this week, I was in a workshop with Coach Dave Buck at the Coachville School. It was quite rich when I heard him say this, and I'm going to share it with you. In looking at the past year and thinking about a tough experience, he asked this question, how was that the perfect thing to prepare me for the year ahead? Now that question right there could turn any negative into something to be grateful for. So how was that the perfect thing? All right, so that's one thing is telling the story in light of what we could be grateful for about the event, experience, person, or whatever. Secondly, we can also review what we see and experience that we would naturally be grateful for, but perhaps just don't notice or don't acknowledge. So taking stock of things. Many people do this in the form of making a list of what they're grateful for. I've heard it suggested that at some point we should sit down and make a very long list of all the many things we're grateful for, people, experiences, and so forth. That's one option. Another alternative option, which we read in some of that research, was to keep a gratitude journal. Now, a gratitude journal can be really, really simple. It can start like this, a simple little notebook, once a day, either on a timer or right before bed at night or first thing when you wake up. You can simply write down one thing that you're grateful for that day. Pretty soon, you can up that to two or three things. Keeping a gratitude journal is a great way for us to take stock of things that we otherwise might take for granted. It also helps shift our focus from lack to abundance. And when we have a focus on abundance, we notice more things, we have more opportunities, and things can go better all around. 
It also helps us have a better sense of well-being overall because a focus on abundance is very comforting. It can be reassuring and help us to kind of de-stress and calm down, especially when times are difficult. So when I started keeping a gratitude journal, the challenge was to do it for 21 days. But when that challenge was over, I just continued to do it for about eight weeks until that notebook was full. And I really had a lot to say. So for example, I wrote down that I was grateful for completing the index to a book project I was working on. Once it was done, I felt great. I was grateful for being energetic despite having very little sleep that day. I was also grateful that my husband and son went to the campground and picked a lot of huckleberries. We love those. And I was grateful for running into my new daughter-in-law at the mall when she, when she was working there. It was joyful to see her. And I also am grateful for naps. Some days it might be really short. We had to replace our roof. I was very grateful that we were able to get that done. Also, um, we touched up some paint, and I was grateful for the paint. Here's another day. This day, I have a page and a half of items here. So um, today, I'm grateful for a short nap. I felt more refreshed afterwards. I was grateful for a phone call from my mother. I also received a link to my son and his fiance's wedding stuff before they were married. And I walked 30 minutes during a phone call. I was grateful that I was able to do both. And also I listed the sun was out today and it was a beautiful day. I was grateful for that. Oh, and this is a good thing to be grateful for. On this date when I wrote this, I cleared my email inbox to zero. <laughs> That's not always possible, but very grateful when I can do that. So what goes in your gratitude journal? So if you take a moment to either jot things down in a notebook or dictate it to an electronic device or even speak it into a recorder of some kind, what kind of inventory will you come up with? And what will you start to notice that maybe right now is not so apparent? Be thinking about that this week. Although Thanksgiving has come and gone, gratitude is always a fantastic topic because it can turn any dreary winter day into a wonderful winter day, a productive, joyful, great time. And to those folks who I have heard feel guilty when they are not feeling grateful, I just want to reassure you that it's okay not to be grateful all the time. Don't beat yourself up about it. We're not always going to feel grateful and we're not always going to feel happy. We're going to feel a variety of emotions and perspectives. But the more we can focus on enhancing our gratitude, the more we can really enrich the experience we're having simply by noticing more. Another way to exercise gratitude outside of the gratitude journal and the storytelling that I already mentioned would be to say it to other people. When we express gratitude to other people, it is contagious. It helps other people feel more grateful and more positive as well. So we're going to say it to others and spread the goodness of gratitude. But also, I would suggest that when we express gratitude, if we can be specific when expressing it to the other person by acknowledging something very specific they did, their specific intention they, they expressed, or something like that and what it meant to us, that is a lot more meaningful when we're saying thank you than 
just something that's just a thank you without the rest attached, when we can really give some details about what we thought and felt about it, they will remember what we had to say a lot more. So be thinking about that. I've heard a lot about the difference between empty praise and substantial praise, and gratitude can be that way too. Another way to exercise gratitude is to be specific and intentional. So specific intentional actions and words could be like a phone call, could be writing a note to someone, sending a letter in in the mail, writing a nice email with some details. I got one of those today from someone I work with. She took the time to send me a thank you note for something and gave me a little story that went with it about her gratitude. And that meant a lot to me. And it also made me think, wow, she thought a lot about that because she told a story in that email. So the more you can say and the more you can give gratitude to others, the more you're really going to bless their lives and impact them for good. Another way to express gratitude is with a visit. In our day and age that we live in, it's very easy to send a text, an email, maybe even call someone on the phone to actually get in the car, drive across town and visit somebody physically doesn't seem as common. So when we do that, it is a way of acknowledging other people. And also we can express gratitude just for who they are. Some people really like to express gratitude with token gifts. That's okay too. If that's your language, great idea. Um, Another way to express gratitude and kind of practice this is to spread gossip about other people that is positive. So Positive gossip isn't really gossip, of course, but it sounds fun. Um, So tell other people the good things you know about somebody else or how thankful you are for somebody else. Early in my marriage, my husband used to do this about me, and it would come back to me that he had said some great thing about me to somebody else. I loved that. As a newly married person, that was kind of surprising to me. And it was a great way for me to feel like, wow, he really likes me. He's so glad he married me and he's grateful for me. So whenever we can spread the goodness of other people behind their backs, (laughs) it always gets back to them. And that's another way to express gratitude. So as, as we're thinking about, well, how do we figure out what we're even grateful for? Maybe we're not feeling that way right now. Um, Here's another idea. What are you blessed with? Let's just start with basic things. Are you blessed with a bed to sleep in? Are you blessed with food to eat? Do you have a warm shower? How about an indoor toilet? I know people who were raised with outdoor toilets. Are you blessed with a car that works? Or a way to get to work in the morning that's safe? Are you blessed with people in your life? Do you have the resources you need to accomplish your basic daily things? like clothing, tools in the kitchen, to implements to cook with, things like that. So to get started, if it's not really natural, this, this would be a great way. Just kind of noticing, well, what do you have that maybe we normally take for granted and just express gratitude. I'm really grateful. What tough things did you experience this past year that served to prepare you for what's coming next in your life? these big dreams, big goals, and big adventures you're going to have. And then consider taking the three-week challenge. Perhaps set aside a space to keep a gratitude journal for 21 days and just start small. 
pick something easy and go from there and see how it can grow for you. And at the end of that time, take stock. Consider your perspective. Has it changed? Has it become more open to possibility and abundance? And do you feel more rich and more connected? So in closing, I want to share just a little story about, I've mentioned my family a little bit on this podcast. And really, when I think about gratitude, I think about my family and the people I love most. I'm also very grateful for people who have been challenges to me in my life. They certainly have taught me a lot, and I have learned how to love others a lot more as well um, when I am faced with someone maybe that I have a challenge with. So I have a lot of learning still to do. But one thing that I remember doing that was really a manifestation of my gratitude, but also a habit that I had as a young person, when I was dating my husband, we went on our first date and I wrote him a thank you note. And even though he only lived like a mile away, I popped it in the mail. Get it? This was like 20, almost 25 years ago, something like that. And he got this little card in the mail thanking him for the date we went on. He told me he had shared this with his parents and they thought I was kooky. (laughs) Kind of a funny thing to do. Um, But it stood out to him and made a difference about what kind of person I wanted to be. And I'm really glad that I chose to do that. And I always want to think about, well, how can I, how can I show gratitude in ways that is, ne- that is going to be memorable, but also natural for me? So think about what that might do for you. I think that's pretty much it. As we express gratitude in life, and we really have to focus on at least three things to be grateful for to counter one negative thought. So really, there. If there is a goal for your gratitude journal, aim for three. This has been a podcast called Mindset for Life by Bethany at drbcoach.com. To find me on the web, you can visit my blog or my website at www.drbcoach.com. That's D-R-B-C-O-A-C-H.com.